Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. and welcome to this spoiler review episode for She-Hulk episode 8, Rivet and Rip It, here from the Geek Buddies! We're back at it with another review here for you. Jumping into this thing, uh, a very big episode, what everybody's been waiting for. Daredevil has now finally shown up in She-Hulk and officially... In the MCU as Daredevil, where he was Charlie, uh, sorry, he was uh, Matt Murdock in the Spider-Man No Way Home. He is now officially a part of the MCU as Daredevil with his ketchup and mustard outfit, as uh, Jen Walters said. So we're going to jump into all of it, talk about all of it, break it all down. This is a spoiler review, so if you haven't seen it, uh, go and watch it and come back and join us. So, Mike, we always start with you. Rivet and rivet. Tell me, what did you think about this whole episode before we dive into the specifics of it? I... Every once in a while, Marvel throws something at you that you are like, this is why I will stick with the Marvel Universe for the next couple years. Like, this this, this, this episode all by itself made up for Multiverse of Madness and Thor Love and Thunder for me. This episode wow. is Marvel perfection. It was great. It Not only am I thrilled with everything about Daredevil, and I know we're going to have a whole conversation about that, mm-hmm. but I didn't think that Daredevil overshadowed Jen Walters. I think that as much as they've been hyping this up and they've been they've been building to we're going to this is how Daredevil's going to come into the MCU. I think they did it in the best possible way and I think they still used Matt Murdock and Daredevil to further the story that we've been talking about with Jen Walters and then after all the Daredevil stuff ended tagged on what they needed to tag on to get us to the finale but did it in such a smart self-referential way that it worked for them like they did something that actually shouldn't work for the tv show uh but they used that fourth wall break as sort of the uh the way that they've set everything up to totally make me um feel great about all of it so Everything that they did, I thought that I thought that this episode was firing on all cylinders. I was super happy, and uh, as soon as I was done and we were texting each other, I was super excited to come here and <laughs> defend my position. So here we are. Yeah. You've, you've launched a first missive that was very strong, <laughs> and it certainly set both of us on our heels. Uh, Shannon McClung, overall thoughts on this? Uh, um, actor, writer, uh, Shannon McClung, overall thoughts on... I know we didn't introduce ourselves. I don't care. Oh, well. Shannon, uh, thoughts on this episode overall? I mean, look, I really liked it. She-Hulk is a silly show. If you are not on board with the silliness, you are not going to enjoy the show. Now, the thing that they have done well is when they introduce characters from the, you know, the, the larger MC universe, like Wong, um, they have been able to portray, portray them without betraying what they have established prior. Because this is the first appearance of Daredevil, like as you said, we saw Matt Murdock in No Way Home. Yeah. Because this is the first appearance of Daredevil in the MCU, 
this is essentially the introduction. And it, this is a different Daredevil than we've come to know from, from the Netflix series with Charlie Cox in the, in the role. Yeah. So some of the, I don't think this is a completely different guy. But there are eh, little things here and there that did not ruin the show for me, but definitely were sort of like, huh, interesting choice. And there were, there's one moment, and I believe John and I are on the same page here. There was one moment that I was like, okay, you sacrificed character for the bit. And it's like the bit was funny, but ultimately I was like, that to me, that was not a good choice. But overall, I really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, the Daredevil action, the Billy Club action, mm. the hallway fight. I mean, still, uh, all the stuff that, you know, you know, we've come to love about the character um, it is all there. And I thought Charlie Cox and Tatiana Maslany had really, really nice chemistry. And wow. here's hoping that this is not the last time we see the two of them share a screen together. I think what you say is absolutely correct. If you don't like the silliness of it or the silliness without depth, you're, you're not going to enjoy the show. But I really enjoyed the last episode, even with the goofiness of the D-list villains. I I did enjoy it. I liked the yurt stuff. I liked the group therapy, even though it might be leading something uh, that might be nefarious down the road. I like that vibe overall. This, the leapfrog thing. I get it, though. You know, like he's the son of a big client. So you've got to represent him and you've got to get involved in this. And for me, the problem I find consistently throughout the episode is we're supposed to or the series. We're supposed to believe she's an incredible, competent lawyer, but she's constantly being like, you know, sideswiped by stuff and constantly being uh, caught out in court in certain situations. And I just for me, I, I don't think you have to make her a certain way to to um, still push the idea that she's a bit awkward or a bit, uh, you know, kind of social uh, has issues with social interactions. You don't have to push that kind of stuff. Uh, and I thought some of the stuff here with the law, with the uh, trial kind of undercut her a little bit. That being said, Michael's absolutely right. The chemistry between uh, um, Tatiana Maslany and Charlie Cox was fantastic. And of course, these are two very seasoned professional actors. And it it, it shows when they're getting involved. Do, do I like my ass not getting whooped? No, of course I didn't like that moment. Do I like the walk of shame moment? No, of course I didn't like that moment. But their interactions, him talking, her talking about the echolocation thing, her calling him an asshole in the courtroom when he first shows up, I thought, him breaking the fourth wall, I thought was nice. And it was genius because people, he's so beloved, she can take a shot at him and it won't denigrate him in any way. It works. Um, and then we get to the ending and then I'm like, okay, what is going on here? Oh, this is happening. Okay. Um, and I, you know, I'm okay. I don't care about the casual sex thing. Do I think it was a bit rushed and they were trying to make it happen and a bit forced? Yes. But overall, I don't care that she's having sex with him. I don't bother. But the ending of the episode that really fucking worked for me. I understand why a woman is directing and writing this because this, this is something that needs to be said. And I was really blown away by the ending. And it, that's the seriousness that I was hoping to see more of in the whole series. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, the silliness for me isn't 100% always there. Um, but I did like some of the stuff in this episode. And that ending certainly just made me very happy because I'm like, oh, this is real. And seeing her and the red, all the, there's just so many great illusions here to work. So, um, all right. So let's let's dive into the specifics here. I'll run through. I, look, I didn't make that many notes. So I'll run through them real quick and then we'll talk about it all. We start off with Leapfrog, who has a defective suit. Uh, she uh, she has to, um, in essence, be put in 
conflict with Luke Jacobson because Luke Jacobson made this suit for Leapfrog. Uh, Luke is not happy, uh, and he is, uh, and he has hired Murdoch as his attorney. Uh, we see them, uh, we see her visit Luke, and they, and he immediately shuts her down, calls her names, and she walks out of this situation. Later, there in court, we find out that Matt Murdoch is the uh, lawyer for Luke. She tries to get out of it with her boss, but her boss is like, "Look, you got to do this thing. He's a very big, he's the son of a very big client. We got to make it happen." So she's stuck in the situation, has to do this. Uh, there's nice conversations here. The battle over privacy versus security is really interesting, especially when we see what happens later on in the episode to Jen. Here's Jen saying, we need to out all the heat. I need to have access to these lists. I need to know who Luke Jacobson is doing uniforms for or costumes for. I need to have this list and, and essentially violate their privacy by knowing their names and outing everybody. And of course, Jen's a good person, so she wouldn't, you know, do anything negative. But still, I like that we were having this argument. Then we have something about fuel that apparently Jen didn't check and Matt had to smell because Matt didn't know about it either, clearly, because he smelled it and got that idea. They meet in a bar later. It talks about encouraging her to embrace being a hero. There's some chemistry here. Um, and I did write out the irony that Daredevil tells a judge that just judge that just because Jen chooses to reveal her identity, she can't compel others to do so. But here he is, in essence, trying to soft compel her to become a hero and a lawyer. Uh, Todd calls Jen, and we see this weird interaction with Todd and her with a Wakanda spear. And he's trying to impress her by saying he paid a million dollars. He tries to do a little white cultural appropriation by doing Wakanda forever that really is terrible. And she storms out. Then Jen gets a call from from Leapfrog. She goes out to save him, battles Daredevil in a a parking garage. They have some uh, equips back and forth. Then they teen up when we find out that Leapfrog's actually the bad guy. And they discuss goons versus henchmen, which is really funny. And then we get to them breaking into the warehouse and we get interaction about how Matt's going to take half an hour to do this shit. And she's going to be much quicker about it. They take out everybody, have a nice interaction on the roof, have sex. And then later, Jen at the gala, because she's made up with Luke, because she saves Luke, who's been kidnapped by Leapfrog. Uh, Luke makes her dress. She looks fantastic. Her parents are there. Everybody, uh, Valerie is there, and apparently, female lawyer of the year. Everybody wins female lawyer of the year. Like what a, a shitty person. award. Okay, yeah, exactly. And then, boom, we get uh, the intelligentsia people showing up and violating her privacy with the messages, and then the video. That was a really shocking moment. Jen absolutely gets upset, destroys the video thing, even though Mallory Book tells her not to. Uh, we see her get the red light go across her face. So in, 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 essence, in essence, inferring Red Hulk. Uh, and certainly she spoke about it in that fourth wall breaking moment. Uh, and then at the end, we see these uh, uh, scopes trained on her while she has essentially gone back to being, or not gone back to, but the first time showing this real um, anger Hulk that we have not seen her do, but we saw Bruce do in the first Avengers and other things like that. And, um, that is a very fascinating ending uh, for the end of this show. And, of course, other stuff happened and, you know, Nikki jumping out as Wolverine and all of that. So, um, uh, Mike, I go back to you. What do you want to start with? Because that's essentially the episode. I that want is to essentially the episode. Yeah, um, what do you want to start with? What do you want to hit on? I think, like, the, I mean, just hitting off right at the bat, I think that – I think I said this, like, for a while now because we've known Daredevil is coming, that I love seeing Jen Walters and Matt Murdock in the courtroom. Mm-hmm. As much as I love seeing a Daredevil-She-Hulk team up, um, Matt Murdock and Jen Walters, both being the superhero lawyers of the Marvel Universe, yeah. I think is really, really fun. And I think using them to sort of 
talk about this issue of superhero privacy and reveal that the Sokovia Accords have been repealed yeah. uh, is a really, really cool way to do it because you have Jen Walters, who is an out superhero. There is no secret identity. Jen Walters is She-Hulk. She-Hulk is Jen Walters, um, which is very similar to Tony Stark, Steve mm-hmm. Rogers, Stephen Strange, Thor. Uh, you know, we the Marvel Universe has... A, a significant number of heroes who don't really have uh, secret identities. Mm. But then Matt Murdock is someone who does. And de- then we have the Peter Parkers and those people. So that's what Civil War in its comic book form was really about. Yeah. Is like, we need to have this registration so we know who's under these suits. So using uh, She-Hulk to sort of kind of touch on this and have Matt Murdock sort of argue with the other side of it, I thought was just, it was just great comic book legal stuff i agree with you guys i don't think the legal arguments in she hulk are the most (laughs) gripping part of the show um but using these two characters to talk about this specific issue of superhero privacy i thought was really 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 well done um and then i like i'll I'll just talk about matt murdoch and jen walters and then we can jump to the other stuff but kind of leading into that scene with them at the bar I know I said last week that I thought that he was the perfect guy for her, and you guys were like, come on. But I was like, look, this is great for her. Like, she is someone who's really struggled, as John and you and I talked about this last week in the self-help group, of she's got these two sides of her. She's got this She-Hulk side that everybody seems more interested in, and then she's got Jen Walters, which is who she feels who she really is. So to have this guy show up and basically say... uh. You know, you get to do really good things as Jen Walters, and then the stuff that you can't do as Jen Walters, you get to do as She-Hulk, and someone who has more in common with her Jen Walters side, yeah, who understand seems to just have this understanding of the entirety of what she's dealing with. Like, of course, she's going to be hot for him. Also, he's mm-hmm. super hot. Um, so like when she kind of looks at the audience and is like, you're feeling this too, right? I was like, well, I sure am, Jen. I am, I am in. So aside from the awesome, yay, Daredevil's here, let's all celebrate that Charlie Cox is in the Marvel Universe. Mm -hmm. I think that for the arc that Jen has gone on to go from, uh, all these guys only want to date She-Hulk, the guy that I thought liked me ended up being a super asshole who ghosted me, who we find out as part of Intelligentsia, mm-hmm. to use Matt Murdock to be the really good guy that whether or not anything goes on after their one night stand, like made her feel really good about the entirety of herself yeah. is a really, really great way to sort of continue that part of Jen's storyline in She-Hulk separate from the awesomeness of Daredevil. Yeah. That's a fascinating point you bring up. Her uh, certainly, they led to that, right? This idea of her feeling uh, like I can't seem to find anybody who accepts me for the both sides of me, right? And I'm still on that journey myself, personally. So, something, someone having someone like Matt Murdock come in who likes both parts of her uh, uh, turns on both parts of her, so that this is a full-on yeah. connection is and, very interesting. I don't know if I really and, bought where it led to, but certainly you can understand why it was. I mean, Matt Murdock is a man whore. In the comics, okay. Matt Murdock would absolutely... He's a himbo. He's a himbo. <laughs> Matt Murdock in the comic... You, you want to talk about comic book accurate. Matt Murdock being like, well, I got to fly out tomorrow, but that's comic book accurate. I also think just really quick before... like, Jen, I think too. It's Jen also, is thirsty, too. Jen gets thirsty. Yeah, the she is. Well. Yeah. Um, I also think it's not unintentional that the whole end sequence of them on the rooftop together leading to the house, like, 
he's having sex with Jen. He's not having sex with She-Hulk. And point. I think that's really important yeah. as well. Right. Uh, Shannon, what stood out to you? What do you think about what Mike said as well? I mean, starting off, I, I feel like Leapfrog is fighting crime in the valley because there <laughs> yeah. are no parking lots <laughs> that big. <laughs> that's a prize. <laughs> in la (laughs) like there are there are little moments like they're doing a pretty good job at at shooting atlanta for la but there are moments that i'm like yeah okay that's that's georgia (laughs) because that is a big empty parking lot um you know i i i I thought it was all fun i mean the the her scene with luke jacobson um you know i think uh griffin newman is is very very funny i think he could be funnier like I, i wish they would give him more rope because he's yeah. he can be very like he's a funny performer. Um, but he makes the most of what he did. Like he makes the most. Oh, of what absolutely. But like the the exchange that she has with him, and you see sort of the the volatility of the artist. Yes. <laughs> he immediately rips the dress up. You oh. are blocked. Hello, tragedy or goodbye, tragedy. Like rough. just very very funny. Um, the introduction. Get out of here, you greasy buffalo. <laughs> until you lumbered in here and stabbed me in the back <laughs> like he, he had a he had a lot of great lines and and we got to see a color of jen that we don't get to normally see is uh vengeful yes like when he rips that dress he's like you know get ready i'm gonna take you to i'm gonna take you to town and then as he's sitting there in court by himself and she's like He's he's representing himself. Get ready to spend all your new money yeah. for this little a hole, and then Matt showing up. Like yes, I mean this is why this is a superhero show, a superhero sitcom first, yeah. and a legal show second. Because the you know you would have assumed Jen maybe she was just filled with blind Hulk rage. Um, she would assume like did it come with an instruction manual? Did you do everything that the instruction manual said? Yes. But, you know, him smelling the, the jet fuel, like, it's like, okay, this gets, this solves the problem. This gets us out of this super fast. I love the little, uh, uh, one, the fact that, you know, he, he, he buys her a, a, a green apple, a green apple teeny. Um, but the little things that Charlie Cox does as he's going over to sit next to her, how he has the bartender take his drink from that side of the bar right. to the other side of the bar, because as a blind man, like, hey, you know, I've got, I've got my cane. You take the, would you mind doing this for me? It's to like, keep I up the that illusion was... that he's yeah. a blind man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, he is a blind man. Well, you know, but I mean, like that. I mean, to keep up the illusion that he could not do that by himself. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That's what I mean. No, no. <laughs> like, when like, Jen, like when Jen, when Jen, wait, are you when not Jen blind? straight up. Yeah, when she's like, uh, are you pretending to be a blind man? Because that's problematic. That's problematic. That's problematic. That was a good line. Not going to lie. That was a good line. Yeah, the two of them together, (laughs) their conversations as Jen and Matt, and then their conversations as Daredevil and She-Hulk. You know, it was just just a, a lot of fun. And great action set piece. Like, this show has been a little light on the action side, mainly because it is a sitcom. Um, but just, I mean, I was really getting Dark Knight vibes as he's on top of that car yeah. going through the parking garage. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the moment that you know, he he was a little quippy for my taste, but thinking back to the Netflix show, I'm like, maybe this is Matt having a really good day. Um, he's getting to fly out to sunny Los Angeles. He knows She-Hulk's not gonna e. She's a hero. She's not gonna, she's not gonna hurt him. Um, she's basically just trying to stop him. Um I, I was kind of alarmed by Jen's lack of awareness with uh, with her appetite for destruction. I mean, caving in the roof of, of a parking garage. Um, but the two of them together, 
awesome. You know, the, his whole thing that he wants to do the stealth. And she's like, this, that, that's going to take a half hour. Like I can finish this like, like this, but then watching them work together, how her main thing is not knocking out all these goons, but it's more, uh, getting um sense across to her client like hey we we are gonna we can um we can this is this is salvageable right now as daredevil is just taking people out left and right um i love the billy i love the mcu billy club action watching that thing Mm -hmm. ricochet like you know it makes no sense it's like cap shield it makes no sense that it would do this (laughs) but it's awesome um and then to the walk of shame that was the that was the issue that I had. Are we are we there yet, or am not I yet, thinking not yet. That's what I'm saying. Let's, okay, let's all right. Sorry, 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 sorry. Why don't you slow down there, Panama? Yeah, 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 no, right. Right. Sorry. Let's finish at the parking lot. So let's finish at the part. That's the parking garage. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think I agree Great with fight. a lot of you guys are saying. Great stuff in in terms of the interactions about um, privacy. That was really well written, which is why the jet fuel stuff kind of bothered me because it's like all of a sudden that's undercut. Matt wouldn't know it either. Come on, they would. He he would absolutely go, Luke. How does this uniform work? What did he need to use for it? I mean, these are lawyers. Lawyers are going to be super anal. So I get that it's not a lawyer show first, but if you're going to put him in a court, you're you're risking getting some criticism if you don't get it right, Uh, especially from those of us like Matt Murdock who've watched a lot of law shows. But no, this this kind of stuff I've wanted to have just a little bit more in certain moments, and I think it bothers me sometimes when they do that. But the interactions with them was so – and you can tell Tatiana is so – her smile is like a fucking sunshine, man. Like when she's really connected to somebody and playing these scenes, there's a real joy, you know, that you sense underneath her fear about her life or worry about her life. She's got a spine, a real steel spine. So the smile mm-hmm. comes out, but it doesn't come out and say, I hear use me. It comes out and says, oh, I'm genuinely connected with you. But if you make that mistake, I mean, I'm going to put a stop on to this whole thing. So I like that they were having the inter- and remember he gets the call i've got to go work blah 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 and she oh yeah i got work too i i got things i need to do blah 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 because she was blowing something off um and then of course she goes and sees todd but so but then when they meet up in the parking garage i think the parking garage stuff um in terms of the fighting i thought was cool it was really i mean her punching her smiling and laughing before she punches the asphalt i thought was really good him swinging up though saying that my ass remains unwhooped. That I can't do. I really can't. I know some people are like, but Daredevil is quippy in the comics. Yeah, so is Batman, but I don't want to see a Batman quippy motherfucking show. You know, it's just not my jam. It's a personal preference. It's a personal preference. So mm-hmm. if you like it, mm-hmm. it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. My, Michael, do you want to touch on the barn garage before we take a break? Because yeah. I know we stopped a little short. Uh, well, I'll just focus. I mean, yeah, everything you guys said was great. The fight was awesome. Like, the bread and butter of comic books is taking two people that shouldn't actually fight each other and figure out a reason for them to fight each other. And yeah. I thought they did a really good job. Like, as Jen says, like, she's like, oh, my bad for thinking the guy with the devil horns was the bad guy. Like, come on. Like, point. so, like, they point. made, like, a really, uh, they set up a really great way for them to fight. Yeah. Gave us, like, the money shots of, like, the just destruction. Um, you know, as far, I, I'll just say this uh, before we go to break on the quippy stuff. Look. It is, it's less about did it happen in the comics or not, and it's more about the nature of how these characters are treated in comics. And I think that in general, um, there are characters, like the, I said this on Twitter the other day, like characters tend to lean into the tone and vibe of the comic book that they are in. Mm-hmm. So when She-Hulk shows up in a Daredevil comic or a Punisher comic, 
she's gonna probably be a darker, more serious version of She-Hulk. And there are some pretty dark She-Hulk stories. Uh, in Civil War II, Thanos nearly kills her. Like so, like I think that there you can have She-Hulk show up in someone else's comic and be a heavier, more serious version. And I imagine when we see She-Hulk show up in an Avengers movie or in some other movies, she'll be a little bit less quippy. She might not break the fourth wall. Similarly, when characters like the Punisher or Wolverine or Daredevil show up in She-Hulk or Deadpool or Power Pack, they are going to do things that lean more into that tone. Mm. So I think that Daredevil showing up here and being a little quippier, a little funnier, fits in with the vibe and the tone of the show the same way that Wong um, watching Sopranos and This Is Us fits into the vibe of this show. So I think that... It sort of didn't bug me. It feels like super appropriate for this show. And it doesn't make me think that when we get to Born Again, yeah. we're going to have Daredevil, you know, bopping around saying his ass is unwhooped. So I think that it didn't I bug hope. me because it felt appropriate for the world that we have created for She-Hulk. Uh, and leave that to Spider-Man. That's where I want the quips to live is Spider-Man. Let Daredevil be the brooding guy. But you make an excellent point, Mike. You're right. And, and those of us, of course, we're all three season comic book readers and some of you watching and listening now are season comic book readers you know they adjust the characters to fit within the world and the constructs that's fair that's fair i just didn't like seeing it that's all it's a person you know what maybe i wouldn't mind i wouldn't have minded the quips if they were better quips Ooh, there it is my ass remains unwhooped my ass remains unwhooped is a good line ah okay I know that there was no pun involved, but... uh... (laughs) Cody Ziegler, he's saying, do better! All right, we're going to take a break (laughs) and jump into the meat of the Daredevil story right after this. It started off as the She-Hulk theme, but I I lost lost the thread. Oh, I could kind of hear it. Okay, I'll give it to you. It's like they do in Australia that accident becomes Irish. Um, listen, <laughs> Shannon McClung, let's swing back to you. All right, the meat of the Daredevil thing. You were going on and on about it a little bit earlier, so then let's, go, let's go deeper into it here. Um, you know, we find out that he that Lee Frog has kidnapped Luke Jacobson because he wants to force him to do this. We, you know, we, by the time we get to the warehouse, we see the henchmen or goons, which I loved that. Con- that was great. That was kind of a smart conversation she calls them hench goons eventually uh and they and we see that you know luke is not happy doing what he's doing but he's still gonna make a quip about what color who told you you could pull this color off uh and uh saying and him saying words hurt i hope you know this words hurt um and then of course we had this earlier the todd situation as well so where what did you think about the daredevil stuff here in the meat of the show leading up to them sitting on top of the roof afterwards well, for to Todd because I know we haven't we haven't really yeah. talked about Todd. <laughs> Todd having a, a a picture of him shirtless posing with a spear. That was like, oh, this this guy this guy has some balls. Um, the the whole the whole interaction was just kind of ugh. um and, and the fact that you know he called Jen versus Mallory, which I guess Mallory is sort of his point person. So you know the whole thing, you know, ew, gross. Yeah. Um. The 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 Daredevil, She Hulk, all of their interactions, I just really really liked. Despite the fact that I didn't, I was not. He was a little too quippy for me. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't anything that I was ready to turn a table over. Um. Getting to watch him, watch him, just the the gymnastics. And granted. You know, there there's a lot of CG in this, and I think the CG actually worked really, really well. Yeah, I was going to um, say what you thought. I thought Jen's CG was great. Maybe the best yeah. it's been the whole series. Yeah, 
I mean, the only episode that was really kind of like with the CG, I think was two. Okay. Um, that was the one that I thought was the the, the most lacking. But mm-hmm. this one, I thought in between the action and sort of the close-ups with her expressions, um, it did really feel real, especially towards the end, um, towards that last bit. Um, uh-oh. Is that, uh-oh. Was that, was that Bosco? That, that was the dog deciding. He, that when the dog is like, it's, hey, I don't know what you're doing or what you're talking about, but I would like to go out now. He leans on the computer cord to make his points. For everyone listening to this, Bosco is a very good boy. Yes. Um, Who is roughly the size of a small pony. He is a, he is a horse. He's a little Sebastian. Um, uh yeah the the whole you know them sort of uh talking about tactics trying to Mm. figure out how they're going to infiltrate uh the lily the lily pad um super funny uh even with this lighter interpretation of daredevil you still get that dark hallway fight (laughs) that was that was super awesome the fact that uh leapfrog has hired hench goons um who (laughs) they are armed with crossbows crowbars and some sort of chain weapon i'm like okay so you're 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 an idiot you're not a total villain (laughs) because you're not (laughs) arming these guys with handguns and uh machine guns um but watching matt take take them all out it was just you know super super fun um and then when they're sort of in the light of the uh, the the more well-lit part of the lair and getting to watch yellow and red daredevil beat the crap out of people as jen is trying to talk sense uh to to eugene again it was just it was just a lot of fun like really really satisfying um because i do agree with vogel like i I think one of the things starting back with avengers is seeing these characters so the idea of a team-up that was so that was so like not in not in our not in our scope Hmm. uh the first time i saw steve rogers shake hands with bruce banner i was like Oh, there's something happening right here. So getting to watch <laughs> Jen and Matt uh, discuss discuss the law, yeah. but then getting to watch them in their hero forms discuss tactics. I was like, ah, oh, this is just so satisfying right now. Um, how how far are we going into this one? Are we are we going to them up getting home? Up until the roof. Up until the roof, and then we'll do the roof and leading into. Wow, the you end really just can't wait to talk about that walk of shame. You are just chomping at the. I ju- I just I'm just I'm just clarifying, but I love that you know the the red lighting that he was in. Yeah, like that that was just a great production design choice to have him in this red neon lighting as Jin is is Jen is Jen, but she's still in that superhero suit, and you get to see this connection <laughs> you get to see this connection between the two and this sort of blossoming connection um yeah all really really great yeah mike is there was uh, you know please talk about all of this but is there also a symbolism that it was daredevil coming in and accepting her for both sides of her that kind of finally motivated her to put on the super suit or do you think it was just it was time it was i mean i think that she was in a position when um leapfrog calls her mm-hmm. that he's in trouble He's her client, and she, right. he's like, I don't need legal help. Like, I'm being attacked. Right. Uh, this is why you have a super suit. Like, she's not going to go out in jeans and a T-shirt. Like, mm-hmm. she's got she's going to She-Hulk up, and this is not business uh, casual. This is a fight. So well, and I asked she's this got... They had the interaction in the bar, and he's the one saying, "You can do both." You Absolutely, do yeah. And I do think, I, I do bit. think it is. Yeah, that is a good point. I do think having that scene where he's like. You as Jen Walters, you can use the yeah. law to help people, and as She Hulk, you can help the people 
that the law can't. And then she's faced with this thing. And yeah, I think like that absolutely leads to her going out to do it. Um, you know, Shannon kind of nailed all the action beats, like okay. seeing Daredevil in the hallway, like is awesome. I love, in addition to everything he said, I love the different fighting styles. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love that Daredevil is, you know, like a trained ninja, uses the shadows to his advantage, is a fucking brawler. He's going to get in there. So he's taking everybody out. Meanwhile, Jen Walters has literally nothing to worry about from any single weapon that is in this room to the point where, like, the one guy comes up with the bat and she yeah. just looks at him and she goes, I'm really sad for you that you thought that was going to work. <laughs> like, you know, it's just, it's it's kind of cool to see, as Shannon said, like, it's when you see these team-ups that different people have different fighting styles. It's the same as, like, when Batman and Superman are together. And Batman yeah. is, like, bataranging around and swinging around and Superman, like, is just, like, going, like, and uses his freeze breath and Batman's like, that's unfair. You know, so it's like that's the fun part of these heroes because they're all their powers are so vastly different. So watching all that happen was just a blast. And, you know, as much as it's just fun, awesome superhero eye candy to be able to see these two characters go toe to toe in both sides of Jen's life. Yeah. Again, I just think they use Daredevil and Matt Murdock to really solidify in the penultimate episode. Oh, Jen is really feeling comfortable with both sides of herself. So, you know, when you really look at like the Jen story to go from uh, all these guys want to date She-Hulk, nobody wants to date me, to I went to the supervillain retreat and yeah. had a big moment where I sort of fully embraced myself and feel better about it. And then this guy shows up and kind of shows me how I can balance both sides of my life. It really does a good job of Jen uh, and her story. And then going up on the roof with the two of them, like their chemistry is just stupidly good. Yeah. Uh, you know, those two sitting there and her being like, well, this was this and kind of like bumping into him and him kind of smiling and bumping into her. Like I was getting turned on watching it. And I was like, yeah, like I, I would absolutely, I like this where I do disagree with you that the sleeping together happened too fast. I was like, those two were hot to trot. They yeah. just had a big fight. Adrenaline was up. They were both sweaty and they were ready to get into it, and I 1,000% bought it because their chemistry was so good. Okay. Uh, uh, okay, Shan, I'll swing back to you because I, I want to talk about the roof in the next break, but since Michael already opened it up, we'll start after the roof. Your thoughts on, on their interactions on the roof? Yeah, I thought, you know, I thought again, it, it, it was great. I mean, uh, Charlie Cox and Tatiana Maslany, again, this is the thing we talk about. Like, you can have two really good actors, and yeah. sometimes two really good actors don't work well together. Uh, that is not the case with these two. Like they, they seem to have a very sort of effortless, uh, effortless back and forth. And uh, yeah, the the uh, hopping into bed right away. I, oh, 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 just what's oh, on the roof? There. Right. Just what's on right. the roof? Yeah, yeah. Because the, the hopping into bed connects to the ending because that's the video. Right. There. So yeah. So okay. So yeah, and, and I'll say this. Yeah, just to add a little bit. Love the fighting sequences. The, I'm getting a, getting a hallway fight scene. It could have been real cheesy and derivative, but they made it work. And I thought it really was well done. And if Daredevil had She-Hulk's powers, he might not take half an hour to take out a whole crew too. So there's just a different, as Michael pointed out, different tactics. I enjoyed that as well. Their, their, their banter, really good. And him saying to her, which is really interesting in the moment, on the roof, trust me you haven't done this before mm -hmm. i have i just follow my lead he's not trying to make her lesser than him because she's a woman he's saying 
I have more experience and you're not even sure you even want to do this. You just told me in the bar, you're not sure you want to be a superhero. So let me lead. Let me figure this out. And to her credit, she does say, okay, I'll let you lead. But then of course, because Jen Walters as she Hulk is a completely different person than Jen Walters as Jen Walters. She takes the initiative more as she Hulk than she does as Jen Walters and crashes through the ceiling and knocks out all those people and has that moment where she just goes, I told you. And then when she's having the interaction with Eugene and trying to convince him about how he can get out of the situation and then, you know, Daredevil chiming in saying, oh, yeah, you can use this or do this. They're both lawyers having this kind of law speak, which is a bit is a little bit of foreplay, I guess you might say, uh, if you're into that kind of, uh, you know, if you're both lawyers are turned on by the law. It could be a little bit of foreplay there in the whole thing. And I mean, having Eugene jump out and break his legs, that's just fucking genius. Oh, I mean, that's just absolute genius. And ribbit and ribbit. On the gurney. Yeah. And then, I mean, I did find it a little confusing that uh, Daredevil says, I'm not really a stick around, talk to the police kind of guy while he's sticking around, sitting on the roof. That seemed a bit incongruent, but whatever, I get it. And they have their interaction. I just, I didn't sense the flirty, really deep kind of, okay, we just met each other, but let's hook it up type of thing. Um, but I, you know, I get why you do it. Why not? Let, let's consummate it. Let's have some fun. And I'm sure people were <laughs> jazzed about it. I just felt it, it felt a bit forced for me personally, but I understand if people, you know, like Michael said, people enjoyed it, had no issue with it. So, um, but let's take a break and we'll talk a little bit more about that and the ending as well, right after this. Do, 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 <laughs> do, 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 that's good. That's good. <laughs> All right, Mikey, let's swing back to you here. Uh, their interactions on the roof lead to them having, uh, you know, casual sex there in, the, in her apartment. Uh, is that what I would say? By the way, what do I say? I don't Shannon, know what to say. When you and Shannon try and talk about people, like, having sex with each other, like, on a spur of the moment where it's like, like, you guys, well, they had some uh, casual sex. They went into the room and uh, you know there was some, like, they were super hot for each other and they fucked. Okay. Fine. Like, that is what happened. Captain America, fuck. She hoped, fuck. Okay, fine. Um, they had sex. And then we go to the gala, the parents, and then that ending yeah. where her privacy is super violated and she absolutely, like, break, loses a gasket, understandably so, even though Mallory and Nikki try to get her not to do it. We understand why she does. So take us through that. What are your thoughts about all of that? So, uh, you know, again, I think that – I think it's great that Jen got uh, – Got got herself got herself some good sex, especially after uh, the bad experience of everything with Josh and the worst experience of all those dates as She Hulk. Like mm-hmm. I was like, thank God she got a solid night of loving because she deserved it. Um, and look, as far as the Daredevil walk of shame, like that was funny. Now, am I super worried that it like breaks Daredevil as a character? Not really. Like I don't think like it just like that was. That was a perfect comic book moment. Okay. Like if I was reading a Deadpool or a She-Hulk or something like that, and they have that moment, I'm like, that was fucking funny. So again, for me, and I, I, I'm not going to argue with everybody's personal tastes on comic book stuff, but for me, that fit, fit within the range of how I have grown up reading comic books. And I was like, yeah, for this, I thought that was super cool. He okay. looked real, real happy himself. I looked good for him. Then, like I was saying at the beginning of the episode, I think where they really won with this is her walking out and being like, what are you guys still doing here? Like, this episode's done. I got, I had, I had really good sex. It was a good ending. Like, we could end this and go to next week. And then when, when, uh, when you find out that, oh, we're doing the gala, she's like, wait, we're doing the gala? Like, we're tacking this on. 
is this is the season finale next week? Like, oh shit, we have to get through this stuff. Like they just barreled through something that should have felt super awkward and tacked on mm-hmm. by saying this is super awkward and tacked on. And I like I love when a show does something like that. And then even coming out and being like, ooh, is this gonna be like a Red Hulk situation? Am I gonna get mm. fridged? Like, what is this? I was like, they're they're killing it. They really knew exactly all the things that we as we're gonna be talking about as we were giving all of our conjecture. I think you brought up Red Hulk last week. Yeah. So yeah. I think the fact that they kind of know their audience, and then yeah, like to have this big moment happen and what intelligentsia ultimately does is slut shames Jen Walters. Yeah. Like that is so real. Yeah. And that is where out to your point, I know like this is where all of the tone and shifts, tonal shifts of the show and we all discuss them, but like for them to be able to go from such a light, fun, flirty thing with Daredevil and Leapfrog and all of that, and then hit that landing at the end and go, wow, Intelligentsia slut shamed her because that's what you would do to a female superhero. Yeah. You can't really do it. You don't do it to the guys. Tony Stark slept with everybody. Yes. Tony Stark did whatever the fuck Tony Stark wanted to do. Nobody was like, oh, Tony shouldn't save the world. He sleeps with women. Yeah. But because she's a woman, to not only say she doesn't deserve to be a superhero let me show you who she really is and what you show is her having sex in the privacy of her own bedroom right but like that that is what women deal with i mean like in a very real true to life way uh you know when women get pictures of themselves naked thrown out on twitter women celebrities women models and everybody freaks out about it but chris evans dick gets sent around on twitter and everybody kind of laughs and like pats him on the back and goes oh that's really funny like it's like that's really accurate and that's captain america so for them to kind of hit that in the show and have that the thing that sends her into a hulk rage ooh, that was good and then just the callbacks to exactly what bruce told her in the beginning of the show which is once they see you as a monster that's what they're going to see you as that She's had this whole thing going on where she's been balancing her life and She-Hulk is not seen in that way. And as soon as she, as a woman, gets upset, um, those guns are trained right on her. You know, that's an excellent point to bring up, Michael, because obviously for me, I immediately thought of how many women recently, uh, celebrities and athletes, have had their privacy violated and their uh, private parts put on yeah. Um, uh, on these uh, you know, uh, websites and videos, uh, sex tapes that have been hacked. Uh, and put up there as well. Those are tape. They're, they weren't even made sex tapes. They're just, you know, having sex in the privacy of their own home, yeah. having that violated. But we look at the fact that Constance Wu is back now because of Lao Lao Crocodile. And remember those tweets that she put out a couple of years ago on uh, Fresh Off the Boat? People went after her full guns blazing. And she was essentially canceled for a couple of years as she went down low and she's come back now with this memoir and whatever. And just like you said, they as soon as she got upset about something, everybody turned on her and there there is a connective tissue there to say when a woman loses her mind everybody turns on her if she does it once and they forever uh categorize her in that way where when a man does it it's much more forgivable and for those of you who are sports fans like the video came out this morning draymond green absolutely punching his teammate and people and the gm uh said uh no it's fine he's not going to be suspended they talked it out and he absolutely unleashed and so there's the difference but if a woman had done that to a t oh my god she's unstable you can't be around her you know those those are those things that come out so you understand why they made this turn i thought it was pretty bold to be honest with you and i Mm -hmm. like that they were willing to go there in the midst of all this happiness and joy 
So, Shannon, what did you think about all of this um, uh, here with the casual sex, of course, the walk of shame, and end up going to, into what we have with, uh, oh, with that? Yeah. That so <laughs> the moment that they fall into her room and they're kissing and he's still in his outfit, I'm like, oh, that's, wait a second, did he go in the front door? <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> but then the next morning as he's walking out, like, I fully agree. That is a funny, funny, that's a funny bit. He's carrying sure. his boots, you know, he's walking in bare feet, says good morning to the lady walking her dog. That is a little bit, you know, for for a guy that is protective of his identity who wasn't going to stick around and talk to the cops. I'm like, the fact that you're walking out in broad daylight for the joke, I'm like, nah, that, that joke didn't work on. for me. He's got sure. his mask on. Sure. Great. But if Kingpin <laughs> is right there with his boys, my man is uh, pretty, much, uh, pretty much finished. That, I mean, and I also was like, oh, this would have been a nice little, like, oh, he leaves, like, a sweet note for Jen. I'm like, ah, oh, that, I, this is not a bit that I agree with, despite the fact that I do think it's very, very funny. Yeah. Um, them getting to the whole gala, like, before we get into the serious stuff, I mean, seeing the awkwardness on Jen's face yeah. um, about, like, uh, female lawyer of the year is actually, like, you know, six or seven women. Um, going as and they Todd go down. there as well. Todd is there as well. Yes. Settles her too, yeah. But as they go down the line, um, Jen did a fun little fourth wall break where she didn't say anything because as they're going down the line, the camera tilts up to get to her and she kind of gives us a little look. And I was like, oh, that's really fun. Like, that's a that's a smart that's a smart choice Um, as they get to her speech. And, you know, her parents are there and they're taking pictures and her friends are there and they're enjoying this. The speech that she's giving and then you see like, you know, the 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 intelligentsia guys come out and that's the moment that we see jen discover that josh didn't just ghost her isn't just like like kind of an asshole but he's like oh you're a bad dude like right the he's the he... one that he grabs right isn't that todd uh she no grabs it no no that guy was, that guy was tall that okay. guy was tall no okay. or uh but when she when she discovers that how bad a guy josh yeah, was, yeah, yeah. like how how much she was taken advantage of in that in that uh in that uh situation yeah. and then seeing that change on her face and i love the fact that mallory is the one who said jen don't yeah. and just you know going to town yeah. on those monitors and as everyone's kind of rushing out um it's just gr- for me it's just great action choreography as the guy's kind of running and she instead of going through a door goes through the wall yeah. and grabs this dude and the fact that the, the department of you know damage control was kind of there and waiting this is like this was a big setup to make her look as bad as possible yep. and you know we automatically assume it's todd i mean it sure seems like it yeah um but yeah i'm very curious to see what uh what the finale is going to bring it feels like Todd is the leader of the intelligentsia for a number of reasons. And also, I mean, I wonder what the Wakandan spear, what the signification, signification, significance of that, Jesus Christ, significance mm-hmm. of that is. Because, I mean, I imagine a Wakandan spear can actually pierce her skin. So what yeah. would be the, why would he have access to it? And who is putting these artifacts? Because this is what Killmonger was trying to stop, is people putting these artifacts up well, there for other people to take. So I wonder how that's happening on the black market. And how that's going to come into play, but yeah, the the that is, I guess that you're right, uh, uh, Shannon. I thought it was her Daredevil turn, Josh. So I I totally forgot that they had he had been yeah. and maybe videotaped the whole situation. So that's pretty. 
Oh yeah, no, that, terrible... was, yeah that was definitely her and Josh. Yeah, like yeah. that, he basically set up his camera and filmed them doing their stuff. And like, it's, it's gross. Like it's it gross. Is gross. Um, I just think really quickly, I know we're wrapping up, but I think like yeah. the Wakandan spear, A, just really kind of is a perfect shorthand to show just how douchey and horrible Todd is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But also, you know, given, you know, we, we talked this week on the main show about the Black Panther trailer, uh, yeah. Wakanda Forever trailer, and the world knows about Wakanda now. Yeah. And so these artifacts are going around and, and like you're going to get see more and more of this of people spending a lot of money for a Wakandan spear because it's made of vibranium and it can do all this stuff. And then Wakanda being like, that's ours. Give it back. And his kind of casual like, oh, yeah, they said like colonizers took it or like whatever. But like I got the receipts. You're like, oh, so I think it was like a just it's a good like world building thing to show that the world at large is more aware of Wakanda, but also would not be surprised if depending on what happens in the finale, like, yes, I think a vibranium spear is one of the few things that could pierce She-Hulk's skin. Yeah, and that could be something interesting, too, because as we saw, as Shannon pointed out, you know, when that guy hit her with a bat, oh, it's cute. You think that would work. Um, she has essentially almost embraced the fact that she's invulnerable. So yeah. if something pierces her, what's her reaction to that? What's that journey all about? Now that she can actually be uh, mortal in a way that she hadn't thought about before as She-Hulk. So that yeah. could be certainly very interesting. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in Shannon's camp as well with the Waga shame. I, I didn't like it. I, I get, It's a funny moment for other people. I just didn't like it for him. I mean, I, you know, is Batman going to do a Waga shame next? I don't well, know. well, I think I, the only thing I'll say about it, I, yeah. I'm totally fine with the fact that you guys don't like that moment. <laughs> I love it. But I think that the show has really consistently done a really fun thing and kind of and they said this early on, like, this is the show that shows that superheroes have to do their laundry like anybody else. Yeah, like, true. The whole point of a walk of shame is you went to somebody's house and you didn't have a change of clothes. So you're yeah. wearing the same shit you were wearing last night. I don't think that Matt Murdock up on that rooftop at the lily pad was like, hey, we're having this hot and heavy moment. Let me go pack my overnight bag. So I think like the point is like he could have left naked. Or he can put his Daredevil costume back on because that's what he had. And is it like perfectly in keeping with Daredevil's personality? No. In a realistic superhero world, if we really had people running around in spandex and they went home with each other, guess what's going to happen the next morning? That's why you need a superhero Uber like you need a uh, person who creates superhero It's called Super. 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 Blam. There it is. <laughs> All right, anything else we missed? Any Easter eggs? Anything that uh, you guys want to hit on that uh, I might have missed in the retelling of anything? I mean, the Daredevil theme from Netflix, the yes, Daredevil yeah. music sting, like that was great. Yeah. They're doing a really good job between that and the X-Men uh, animated sting in Miss Marvel. They're really using their score to their ultimate geek advantage. True. Uh, one last thing, 60 seconds. What are we seeing in that finale, Mikey? Fuck, I mean, it is wide open. Like, I don't know. Like, them taking, like, the slut-shaming route and really sort of using intelligentsia that way, I kind of thought, like, she was going to get captured. We were going to be in a lab. The leader was going to show up something. But this might be the court of public opinion. Like, this whole mm -hmm. finale might really be dealing with now the world is looking at Jen Walters this way. I imagine she's going to get in trouble at work. Uh, she fought her client. Yeah. The rich, the rich, the rich client's son. That's true. She ran in and beat him up. And she destroyed a parking lot. 
and she's not wearing a mask, so everybody knows that Jen Walters destroyed that parking lot. So we might end up this finale. There might not be some Red Hulk or leader or whatever. Intelligentsia might just be a bunch of shitty ass dudes, and Jen has to figure out where she goes from there. So, or we're gonna have some huge reveal. Like it could literally go either way, and I have no idea. And I'm sure that the only thing I can promise is that I will most likely very much enjoy it <laughs> okay uh, shannon 60 seconds thoughts on the finale what do we get yeah i don't see a big action set piece in this last episode i think i think she gets fired from glk and h yeah. um i think that matt saying like with my practice this is what i'm able to do i think you know she still will have a lot of cachet as a lawyer um but i think her i think uh, she and nikki are are gonna go off on their own and maybe pug will go with them as well no jerry mcguire action yeah, I, I think I, I think her her time at GLK and H will be done. I think yeah. that is probably a safe bet. Yep, I think I agree with that 100. Um, and yeah, I, this slut shaming doesn't feel like the leader. Look, the leader I know has done some pretty nefarious shit, but this feels a little bit like below the leader, and so I don't anticipate that he will be involved in that angle of it. Now he may still be involved in the getting the blood and all of that, but that angle of it is very much going to be Todd and Intelligentsia. I think the leader is going to be. A, but I do anticipate Abomination and that crew of D supervillains coming back in some way in this finale. I think they're going to come to her defense or her aid. And I think we will get the action set piece, Shannon. It just won't be like 30 minutes of it. But we will get some kind of huge battle here with everybody we've seen already in the, in the, uh, in the show. They've done a really nice job of this show doesn't require, you know, we, we talk about it so much mm-hmm. that you get to those let that last episode of the Marvel TV show and they're really trying to give you that third act epic battle and you're always like, ah, it didn't quite land. Right. And this show doesn't need it. Yeah. If, they, if they give it to us and they do it really well, it'll be great. Right. But to your point, if this is just about Jen getting fired and people in the media talking about her after Intelligentsia did that shit. And the biggest bad guy in this show are a bunch of fucking asshole internet dude bros. Yeah. Well, that's pretty accurate to real life. And I mean, uh, they, they, if they can make that work, more power to them. They've been hinting at it all season. I mean, oh, with the with the uh, comments that they've taken, the shots they've taken at people commenting on YouTube about a female superhero, they've been hinting at it all season. And so... If they nail this, I'm down. And But I, like you, I don't think they need to nail the finale for me because Tatiana Maslany is very much cemented as She-Hulk, so I'm in to see what she's going to do. Um, it's not like the other series, I think. For me, this one is already established. She's set. Yeah. Let's go. And uh, But I just hope it's a good one that I, I enjoy for the most part, even though I know some of the silliness isn't going to work. I think, I think I know we're wrapping up, but I do think yeah. Marvel's superpower of everything that they do really well, and we talk a lot about what we love about Marvel. I think the Mar- the thing Marvel does the best, and arguably better than DC and better than everybody else, is their casting. Yeah, they yeah. they have consistently just given us the whether it's a established actress or actor or someone brand new who's never done anything before. From, you know, Tom Holland to Tatiana Maslany to every single person that they've given us, like they to Chadwick Boseman, mm. um, they have just nailed the casting with characters that not only embody these characters from the comics in really great, perfect ways, but people that we just really enjoy in real life as well, with the exception of Star-Lord, who has, has sort of... Uh, <laughs> soured on all of us as he's uh fighting mushrooms in the koopa kingdom but anyways (laughs) i digress don't leave out wasp 
in some of her comments lately. Uh, Sh- Shannon, thoughts? Uh, any final thoughts here? Uh, are you good? Uh, we- no, no, I think I did them. All right, good. Sounds good. <clears throat> all right, we're out of here. Thank you all so much for joining us for this uh, spoiler review for She-Hulk episode eight. Ribbit and ribbit. Uh, I just I can't stop saying it that way. I'm thinking of shake and bake the whole time. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> we appreciate it badly, Shannon. What do we have to tell? Yeah, I'd like to follow us on social media. On Twitter, it's at geek underscore buddies. On Instagram, at the underscore geek underscore buddies. If you'd like to follow me on social media, on Twitter, it's at Shannon underscore McClung. On Instagram, at Shannon the Geek Buddy. If you would like to follow Mr. Vogel, it is at MKToon. If you would like to follow Mr. Roca, it is at the Roca Says. Um, if you like talking about superhero shenanigans and superhero sex, we are the place for you. Uh, and here's what you guys can do to help us keep going. Hit that like button below. Subscribe to Johnny's Outlaw Nation page. Uh, check out all the amazing content he's got. Leave your comments. What did you think of Daredevil? What did you think of She-Hulk? What did you think of that ending? And what do you think is going to happen in the finale? Let us know. If you're listening to us on podcasts, definitely uh, leave us some stars. Leave us some comments. Helps us go up in the ranking so more people can find us. And as always, the best thing that you guys can do is retweet this video post it on your socials, send it to your friends and tell them to hang out with your buddies the geek buddies absolutely don't forget about carbon health go to carbonhealth.com for any of your questions concerns and needs around healthcare. they will absolutely help you they've got virtual care in-person care uh they've got testing covid testing urgent care all that available 100 plus locations all over the country 80 plus locations in california alone and they have an app for those of you who are on the go all the time and some of us are out there all Getting uh, getting our getting our groove on, or being doing our uh, you know having our casual sex and our walk of shames. In case you got to get something checked out, go to carbonhealth.com, get that app, and they'll show you exactly where you need to. And go. just to be clear, if you're having a lot of casual sex, you should absolutely get tested. So call Carbon Health. <laughs> there you go. All right, y'all take care of yourselves. Be well. We'll talk to you next time with another brand new spoiler review video here from the Geek Buddies. <gasps> Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.